Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode brought to you from the Ball and Banter podcast series. My name is MJ, and as you can see, we have a very special guest today. But before I introduce him, I'm going to give a quick shout out to the rest of the Ball and Banter members, uh, Sig, Fury, uh, Sarp, and Tips. But you got me today, so unfortunately, we'll crack on with today's episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about South American football, uh, men's Olympics football in particular. And for that, we've got South American football journalist, Tim Rickery. How are you doing, mate? I'm very well, very well. And all, all the better for having a chance to kick around the ball and have some banter with you. Yes, exactly. That's what, I, I don't like anything better than that. So mm-hmm. I really do love it. And I just want to say as well, thank you very much for taking the time. The no, time out to come and join me today, so I really do appreciate that. Uh, so, Tim, just before we crack off um, about uh, men's football, do you feel just to give a brief introduction to yourself? How did you get into South American football? Um, yeah. Well, by by moving over here, really. I, I, um, I met lots of Brazilians in London. I, I'm, I'm going back a long time, going back early 90s now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I kind of realised that we didn't know a lot about it. We don't know much mm. about it now, but we certainly didn't know anything about it then. No, and, and I thought you know, I was looking for something else to do. I was thinking if I don't live abroad now, it's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I moved over here just after the '94 World Cup. I was I was 29, and I thought that was the right age to do something like this because you're old enough to to cope with it, but you're young enough. If it fails, I can go back and think of something else to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was it was it was a gamble, and I never expected it to to pay off in the way that it's paid off. I never expected that that I'd still be here. What? 27 years later yeah next week is the 27th anniversary of, of landing here I, I never expected any of this to happen but that's that's you know when when, uh, when, when you open the mystery door you know mm. there are there are lots of other other interesting avenues and corridors behind it so no regrets at all it's been I've had a, I've had a terrific ride yeah I could imagine that the weather for a start you know the beach the culture you know it must be such a big difference from England it is. There are lots of things about about specifically about London that I miss. Lots mm. of things. Mm-hmm. I miss. I miss that multicultural vibe. I miss yes. the thing that immigration does. It continually freshens things up. You know, mm-hmm. you're 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 in contact. I mean, Brazil is a country of immigration, yeah. uh, but it hasn't really had big waves for a hundred years now. And when it did lots of new things coming in and you get that mm. melting pot thing. And, 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 and I really know, I was talking about this with, with my wife today. Who's fat. Whenever we go to London, she's fascinated mm. just by the diversity, the yes. racial, religious, cultural of, of, of London. It's something I think that many in London, you know, they just kind of take it for granted or, or, or don't use it as much as they could. And I yes. used it in the sense that one day I knew one Brazilian and then the next day I knew a hundred Hmm. And, you know, I got curious and uh, I think curiosity in anything you do, you know, in work, in play, curiosity is is just the most important thing. Because, you know, if your mind is always thinking of new questions and, and then trying to, uh, trying to answer them and then there's always <coughs> another question coming along, that, yes. that, that keeps you sharp, I think. Yeah, no, I, I do definitely agree with you there, Tim. And I'm sure those 27 years have absolutely flown past as well. Yeah, but, I mean it's 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 not the easiest place to live, and mm. uh, it's going through a bad time at the moment. Not just not just because of the pandemic. Uh, I'm, I'm very worried for it, and we're worried for what what's going to happen. And who knows? You know, I, I don't imagine myself being old here. Um, mm. But who knows? You know, you, you never know. Yeah, you don't. That's one of the great things about life, isn't it? You never know what's yeah. next. Anything could happen. 
but yeah, just moving on to more uh, today's um, news. Uh, obviously, you've got the Olympic finals coming up in a couple of days, uh, Brazil versus Spain. Uh, how do the Brazilians, do they take it pretty serious, the Olympics uh, in Unbelievably Brazil? Unbelievably seriously. Unbelievably seriously. Um, they're growing in, and if you look at the medal tally, they're going to get more medals this time uh-huh. than they did when they hosted it five years ago. Yeah. Part of that is new events, young events, you know, like skateboarding and surfing and stuff like that. They're, they're good yes. at that. Uh-huh. But they're also that they're diversifying their sports culture. Um, but certainly on the first Olympics I saw over here, 96, I couldn't believe it. It was all about the football. It was uh-huh. All about the, the football uh-huh. uh, was by far and away the most important thing that was happening. It's still the thing that I think gets the biggest audience. Uh-huh. The football. Uh-huh. But as I'm saying, they're, they're beginning to diversify. I mean, last time around, five years ago, I was in the stadium when they finally won the Olympic gold medal. It was the yeah. only title that they could win that they hadn't won. Uh-huh. Uh, and they were desperate to do it, to complete the set. And I was in the stadium for that. And a lot of the Brazilian sports specialists had mixed feelings about Brazil winning it. Because, you know, great. Yeah, we've won. Fabulous. Another gold medal. And we finally uh-huh. got but It kind of overshadowed what all the other athletes were doing. And yes. the Olympics is their moment. You know, it's uh-huh. the only moment when when uh, the, the, the athletes from other events they get a look in and yeah. football's robbing that moment as well. This time around, because Brazil finally, they've already won the gold medal. So yes. you know, it, it's not quite as big. And because they're better at other things, I don't think football is quite dominating the Olympics in the way that it, that it did in the past, but it's still taken very, very seriously. Mm, I can imagine. Cause I know Brazil's a football mad nation as well. You know, they're so, that supportive and crazy, almost like boarding a madness, the way they support their their nation and their teams as well. Well, they can turn against their own team very, very yes. easily. They're, they're, in, in that sense, they're terrible supporters, really mm. bad supporters, because if it's not working, they'll, 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 they'll turn away and they'll, they'll pick on villains. So it, it really isn't will support you ever, ever more. You know, it's, I, loads of my mates over here, journos and so, and so on, they'll say, you know what? Our national sport isn't football. Our national mm. sport is applauding the winners. Mm. Whatever, you know, so if it's if it's I, when I arrived over here, it was just after Ayrton Senna had died. Ah, uh, yeah. No one was interested in motor racing because mm. there wasn't it's a, a big Brazilian name. Winning. Yeah, mm. w- when there wasn't a Brazilian winning, they weren't interested anymore. You mm. know, so th- th- there, there's real pressure on win, win, win. But just football is the event that they've won so many times. You know, they're the only nation with five World Cup wins. Yeah. So that, that, that that's one of the things that makes football so important. It's Brazil appearing to the rest of the world as winners. Mm. But talking about pressure, is there a lot of pressure putting on this, put on the Brazil team ahead of the final? Yeah, maybe not so much as some of the other teams, but mm. still, you know, this is a, this is a high pressure game and it's a, yeah. it's a fabulous game. It's, it's a better game, I think than the Olympic tournament actually deserves. Because mm. I know this is something, MJ, that you want to talk about, you know, the, 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 yes. the place of, of, yes. of, of football in, yeah, in, the in the Olympics. Yeah, And it, it is strange. I mean, the decisive moment, I think, was 2008, when Lionel Messi, then as mm-hmm. now, was mm. in a fight with Barcelona because mm. he wanted to go to Beijing to yes. play in the, in the Olympics. And Barcelona didn't want him to go, and he mm-hmm. went. Uh, but the clubs won something really important then. The clubs won the right not to have to release the players. Yeah. So after that, it got taken off the FIFA calendar. Now there is no obligation 
mm-hmm. on clubs to release players. And I'm surprised actually that 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 so many clubs do release their players. You know, if 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 I was running a club, I wouldn't. No. I would want I would want my player being part of my preseason or whatever. Yes. You know, I, I wouldn't release him. So th- this I think is a, is a huge problem with the men's tournament. The women's tournament is like another World Cup because there's no yeah. age restriction and nope. and everyone's there. But for the men's, it's just so random because it's yeah. a question of who can we get, who you know. So it, it, it's not really a test of who's the best team. At this level, now it's an under twenty three tournament this year under twenty four because it should have happened last year. Yes. So this year it's, it's an under twenty four tournament where you can have three overage players. Uh-huh. Um, but it's not a test of who is the best at that level. It's uh-huh. a test of how many of your best players can you manage to to get available. So yes. that, that makes it a very strange and random competition. And you can see, I mean, there, there's no denying this World Cups. Western Europe is absolutely dominating. Yeah. And if you look at Brazil, for example, since Brazil won the World Cup in 2002, every World Cup has ended as soon as in the knockout stages they've met a Western European opponent. It's an amazing statistic, but it's true. It is crazy. At the Olympics, though, Europe's not strong because they can't get their players and they don't take it particularly seriously, with the exception this year of Spain. And there's a reason for that, I think. Uh, And again, I'm, I'm surprised that a lot of the clubs have released. But... The Spanish season starts later than okay. uh, so that I think has helped. So Spain have got a number of players here who, who were in the Euro squad. Yeah. So Spain are, are, are strong because they've been able to to get more of their best players over here, and Brazil are strong because you know it's it's a massive nation where football is the only mass sport, and they've got lots of players who really want to be a part of it. They haven't got all the players that they wanted, but you know they're, they're strong enough. So yeah. we've got two strong teams in the final, and we've got the chance of a really good spectacle. And we've got the chance, because Brazil and Spain, just in recent times, it's become a really tasty rivalry. And they haven't played each other too many times. Yeah. Um, there was the, the final of the Confederations Cup in, in 2013, which in Spain at that time were the reigning world champions, uh-huh. And the double Olympic champions, and okay. it, it's it's the moment in that final. Brazil won three nil. It's the mm. moment when Spain start falling off their perch, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and Brazil hate them. Loads of okay. people over here hate them. Okay, uh, which which I think is really interesting. I remember doing um doing radio during that that World Cup, the Brazil World Cup twenty fourteen, with with Chrissy Waddle, uh-huh. and and we had a a Brazilian journalist come on the line. And the Brazilian journalist said, yeah, Spain and their boring football. <laughs> and Chrissy Waddles couldn't believe it. He couldn't yeah. believe it because you know, Chrissy Waddles was a lover of well-played football. Tiki-taka and, and all that. Yeah, yeah. So he, he, he loved it. And he couldn't believe that someone in Brazil was saying, yeah, they're boring football. But there is part of it, I think, is that Brazil have always been proud of being associated with the beautiful game. Yeah. And then... Spain come along and maybe take that away a little bit. Take a bit bit of the shine away. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So I I think that's some of it. There's also differences because the Brazilian game is is, is based on... Look at, say, Barcelona Mm -hmm. at their their peak. Peak, yeah. They were the tiki-taka with Messi. Yeah. You you, you had... And that's something that Spain, they couldn't produce. Uh-huh. They could produce lots of the tiki taka, but they couldn't produce someone with that 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 the the one on one dribbling of Messi. Yeah, uh, and uh, the Brazilian school 
puts a lot of emphasis on, on, on dribbling as well. So that's one reason that they look at Spain passing the ball so much and think, you know, that's, that's boring. Where, 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 where's the man looking for the one-on-one and the uh-huh. dribble? Uh-huh. But I think a, a lot of it is also, you know, Spain swagging, or, swagging around like their pretty boy Floyd saying, you know, the beautiful game now belongs to us, to not us. to you. Mm-hmm. So, this, uh, so it, it, it's going to be tasty, I think, on, uh, on Saturday. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think it should be a really good game. And uh, like you said, I think it's a better game than the tournament deserves. But just talking about the men's football, um, Olympic football as a whole, the format where it's under 23s and you can pick a certain amount of um, overage players, do you think that still works in in today's game? Or do do you think there's even a place for men's football in the Olympic Games anymore? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good question. Um, I, I was talking about this with Brazilian TV executives before the tournament, and they mm. were saying football brings in most money. It brings in the, big, the biggest audience. Now, this year is a, is a bit different, obviously, because there's no there's no public, there's no yeah. you know, there's no, no fans. Papers. But one thing that they always do with the football is they take the event around the country. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a way. I, I was in the London Olympics. Yeah. I watched the game. I watched the game in Manchester. You know, there mm-hmm. were games in Cardiff. There were games, yeah, not uh, Newcastle. You know, so mm-hmm. it, was, it was it was all around the it was all around the country. So football does that. It gets good box office. People pay to go and see it, and it gets a a, a big TV audience. Mm. So th- these are powerful reasons to keep it in there. Personally, I think it would probably be better. I think it's important for the women's game to still mm. to still have it there. Yeah. Um, but I, I wonder if it would be better to have, in terms of the development of the sport, forgetting any financial considerations, I wonder if it might be better, better to have futsal in there mm. instead, instead of men's football. Yeah. That's that's pretty big, especially in um, Brazil, wasn't it? The futsal is really big, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, it's, it's big in quite a few countries. Mm. And, and it's a sport with potential to grow that would benefit, I think, from the exposure of being in the Olympics. Mm. Whereas, you know, men's football, it doesn't really benefit from being in the Olympics. You know, it it doesn't really, you know, it's a title to have and all the rest of it. But I don't think it converts anyone to football, you know. And I want to watch the athletics, frankly. Yeah, I love the athletics, yeah. Yeah. I don't watch it any other time. No, same here. the Olympics, you know, that's what I really want to watch. Yep, front row seat. Yeah. Because that—that's the elite. That you know. That—that—that's the. It's like the be all and end all. Who's going to be Olympic champion? And you—you you can't get that same feeling from the Olympic football tournament, can you? No, no, no. Definitely, I agree with you one hundred percent. You don't get the same feeling. Uh, I just think. Do, do you think it would be worth just making it like, maybe not like a youth tournament, but I know with European football it does clash because it clashes with the preseason and the start yeah. of the season. So I know that's why a lot of the European clubs are not really in favour of it but do you think they could revamp it or do something better yeah I mean um, it would make more sense to make it a youth tournament mm. it would make more sporting sense yes but again we're back to that financial side they want mm-hmm. some of those big names no they yeah. want they want Daniel Alves to be there of course they want, they, they want some of the players from from the, the senior Spain team to be there as well. Yeah, because uh, th- th- there's money in that. So that that th- that I think is what this discussion is all about. What is more important? Is it a commercial mm. event or a sporting event? Yes, yes, and it always seems to be about the financial, doesn't it? Unfortunately, yeah. in the end, yeah. But yeah. such is life, eh? 
Yeah, um, and also it's easy for us to say because we don't have to pay the Olympic bills, you know. But that's true. So, but from from a sporting point of view, I think I think we're on the same page here. It doesn't it doesn't make yeah. that much sense. It, that space no. could be better employed. But from a financial 100%. point of view, it's 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 a you know it, it might be a different argument. Yes, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I agree with you again, there, uh, Tim. And just before we wrap up today, uh, could I push you on a prediction? Um. Yeah. Well, my main prediction is I think it's going to be a cracking game. I, I hope thought, so. I thought Brazil <clears throat> Mexico was going to be a cracking game. Yes. Because Mexico had scored loads of goals. Yeah. But Mexico, to be honest, they were quite happy to take it to penalties for a nil-nil. And I think any any time I see a side who are capable of better mm-hmm. taking it to penalties, I think, you know, if you lose the shootout, you got what you deserved, you know. Yes. Spain aren't going to do that. No, you know, they'll go Spain, for it. Yeah, they, 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 they're going to go for it. Mm. So I, I, I think we've got a chance of a real game. Um, mm. Brazil, the attack is not the same without the centre-forward, Mateus Cunha. Yes. Who uh, he, he, put, he scored the only goal with a quarter-final against Egypt, pulled mm-hmm. up with a muscular injury, wasn't fit for Mexico, might be fit for Spain. And I, th- I think he's going to be an important player for Brazil in the senior side. Uh, maybe, maybe maybe even in the World Cup next year. Not because he's the greatest, uh, but he's good. Uh, but he, he he can play back to goal. Yeah, and that that just that it makes things so much easier for the whole attack. It will make things easier in the senior side for Neymar because uh, Neymar wants this is a problem. A target man. Yeah, uh, or even if he's not a target man, someone who a centre forward who's just going to drive the opposing defensive line back. Yes, create more space. That's it. That's uh-huh. it, and and uh-huh. and uh, I'm Brazil in the Copa America recently, yes. three knock three knockout games, only scored two goals, uh, and uh, you see that as a problem, the lack of a proper centre forward to create space for for Neymar. Um, mm. So, how fit Mateus Cunha is 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 a problem. Yeah. I love I love watching Spain. For me, I think Spain have a claim to be to have, to uh, have been the best side in the Euros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were much better than Italy, and yeah, they all, was. always on the front foot. Uh-huh. Uh, the only time I've seen them really properly in this tournament was against Argentina, uh, which was one-one, and they massacred Argentina and let in a goal at the end. Uh-huh. But the, the thing I look at with Spain sometimes is, for all the build-up play, there's not enough end product. Yes, uh, it's sometimes it's too hard for them to score goals. Um, so I think it's going to be a cracker. Mm. But I think Brazil might take it. Mm. Well, can I push you in a scoreline? Two one. Yes. Yeah. I would. I wouldn't be too far away from that either. Two one either way. To be honest, I think Spain could easily win it as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I would have. I would have no complaints. I, I, yeah. I, I really. I really enjoy watching them. I love watching Pedri and so on. Oh, uh, Pedri is so amazing. Yeah. I mean, the fella who I thought who changed them in the Euros was when Busquets came in. Yes, definitely, one hundred percent. Yep. And you know, he's he's not there this time, so no. you know, they, they got to grow up without him a little bit, you know. And those strikers, Oyazabal and 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 Olmo and so on, they've got to be more proficient in front of goal. They can't be as as wasteful as uh-huh. as, as they've been in in front of goal. Uh, so I think I can. I just think Spain might edge it in terms of chances. Mm. But I think Brazil might, might finish more efficiently. Yes, 
Yeah, uh, you know what? I wouldn't disagree with you there. But Tim, and you know what? I'm going to wrap it up there. I'm going to thank you so much for giving up some of your time to talk to me today. And um, hopefully again, I can speak to you again uh, sometime in the future. Look forward to it. Cheers. Thank you, mate. Thanks, Tim. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.